Hello and welcome back to She's In Focus, the podcast dedicated to inspiring and empowering female filmmakers and videographers from all walks of life and on every step of their creative journey. I'm your host, Kel Grant, an aspiring filmmaker from New Jersey who's just trying to turn my passion into something more and connect with amazing women who have the same passion for video. One of those being Melissa Erickson from Long Island, New York. She's a senior creative designer at a tech startup and she owns a real estate photography business and she freelances as a graphic designer where she helps build brands. She's been working in the arts since 2015 and is a triple threat with graphic design, photography, and videography. Today, she's here to share her story of how being fearless and never giving up can yield great results. Melissa, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much, Phil. I'm so excited to be on this podcast. I think uh, what you're doing is great. Awesome. We're so happy to have you and to be part of the female filmmaker community. But let's start off by saying you are a triple threat, you know, with graphic design, photography, and videography. What would you say was your first love? What out of the three of those came first? Um, Definitely the graphic design. So um, I was actually in high school still, and I took a class. It was like a new class. Um, It was just like a random computer a uh, class where they introduced like uh, Photoshop and uh, a bit of video too. And I was like, I'm definitely into this. Like, this is definitely what I want to do. Um, obviously the projects were like creative, like, you know, un- unrealistic, like a soup box I remember I made of like Yoki. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like crazy stuff. But uh, I definitely, that's where it sparked. Um, and then from there, I went to a community college for three years um that kind of was like 13th grade um didn't really I I just got my feet wet I feel like with that so Mm -hmm. um I got my associate's degree and then I went to uh Farmingdale State College um which is here on Long Island and um that really propelled me like design wise and it didn't really click for me until I'd say about halfway through those three years to get my bachelor's because I don't know. I just don't know what it was. Something just clicked one day and I just really started to put in the effort. Like, and, and my classmates noticed too. They were like, wow, this is like amazing. This is what you did. I'm like, yeah, I don't know what happened, but <laughs> it just finally like came to me, you know? And, uh, I think that's with anything. If you put in the work and time, eventually you will master that field. And uh, that's what I did. So, um, you know, after that, um, I uh, just started, you know, getting better at it and uh, just grew from there. That's amazing. So you had kind of like an aha moment, like just uh, it just clicked for you. And you started Mm -hmm. really, I guess, not only taking it seriously, but just really, you know, being able to translate your your creative ideas to the the page or the the program or what have you. Um, And your classmates were starting to notice that that progression and that switch. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm sure that was very encouraging for you, kind of that validation, that external validation of others saying, yeah, like this is really good because in the arts, I feel like it's really hard to have kind of an objective opinion on your own work when you put so many hours into it, especially something like, like graphic design, um, where there's, you know, it's, it's such a, a particular, uh, niche and industry where, you know, a million, you can give the same project to, to, you know, a hundred different graphic designers and a hundred different products will come out of that. Mm-hmm. So, um, was that, yeah, did that help you along your journey, that external validation from your peers? Yeah, it definitely, like I said, it, it, once that happened, I like gained confidence and from there it was just like history. Like I just, that was it. So. Right. Okay. So you went from graphic design and you said you were introduced a little bit to photo and video, but how did you really begin to implement photo and video after you know working in graphic design for quite some time so they did make us take like i think it was two um photography classes in that uh uh field so 
that kind of introduced me to it. So, I mean, I didn't know what I was doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was so bad. Like, it was so bad. I, we had to, like, do rollers. And I remember, like, I couldn't figure it out. <laughs> and I, like, photoshopped the background to, like, make it move. And, and the professor <laughs> was so nice about it. He's like, yeah, but she couldn't get it, but she put in the effort. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> right, so, right. Like, <laughs> But, um, you know, I, it took me a long time to even get the photo stuff down because I, I didn't understand aperture exposure. It, like, confused me for the whole semester. Um, but I was, you know, I passed. I, I I got interested in it. Like, we did cool things in that class, too. But um, I started doing it on the side. So my ex-boyfriend had an auto body shop. And um, I don't know. He, he needed, like, help promoting it so I just was like I'm gonna just start making some videos like why not because like he had cool cars there and I was like I don't know I just I just wanted to do it I don't know why like what came over me but um right I, I just like dove in and um you know the first video didn't come out so great <laughs> but after after a while like you know I, I started doing more and more and I was looking back at them and I just have to laugh because I put so many effects, like OD, oh. OD, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like just the craziest stuff, like unnecessary. And I'm looking back at it, I'm like, oh my God, this is embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, as time went on, it got less and less and I realized like, stop doing that. But uh, definitely was a learning process. Um, I probably did at least like four or five total for him. And um you know, we had to make like a website for our portfolio for school. So I put them on there. Um, and then we had to present like our senior project for school, which I did like a WordPress website. But um, for our expo, they invited like a bunch of like job people, recruiters. So I had all my stuff set up. And then next to it, I had, um, you know, my resume, my portfolio. So they would come by and just like, you know, give a resume out. So while I was there, I actually like landed an interview and I was so excited because I was like, you know, panicking, like, what am I going to do after I graduate? Of course, <laughs> it's like, naturally. It's, yeah, it's like graphic design is so competitive. And even back, you know, when I was graduating, I looked around me and just the competition, like I saw what I was competing with and I'm like, oh my God, this is like, this is difficult. You know, it's a hard field to break into because it's anybody can really learn Photoshop. You could just go on YouTube and figure it out. But uh, right. So I remember like walking into that office for the interview, and I remember seeing on the table other graphic designers like leave behinds like their portfolios and stuff. And I'm like, oh my god, there's no way like I'm gonna get this job. Like I knew what I was up against. So the my my boss he was like you know i'm kind of looking for somebody that could do graphic design but also video and photo and i was like the only person that had that so that's really what led me to get that job and like beat everybody from my my class because i was just like you know it was just crazy so if i never made those videos he wouldn't have picked me so i think that you know, you have to do your passions, but also think to yourself, like, is this going to help me, you know, in the, in the long run? And it did. So I think, you know, just if you do a lot of things and just focus, it's just going to work out what you did. So um, that job was like, <laughs> it definitely was hard. I mean, I had three job titles. Um, it was very like cutthroat. Uh, you know, it mm. was it was rough. Like my boss was, uh, he would take things, you know, not not very well. So I mean, I did learn a lot very quickly because it was just like a media company where you just like pumped out everything like everything under the sun there like yeah i i did commercials i did logos websites like business cards um portraits 
and it we had so many different clients it it was um like law clients we had restaurants um carnivals like literally everything there was nothing that we didn't have <laughs> so it was just me mind you like doing all the things like i was the wow. only person i was the only person i had a creative director which helped me with the design part but um i was the only person running like the the video and the photo part so and i didn't really like have that much experience because i like i said i just did the videos from, from ex-boyfriend and that was really it like yeah you know I, I was like i was like oh my god like i need to just step this up because he expected everything to be perfect and i you know and i was like not ready for that pressure so i would go home and like have to youtube stuff for the next day like because i didn't know what i was doing like i had um like a green screen video right that he wanted for this client and he was i don't even know he like flew in and he was like speaking portuguese for this commercial right <laughs> which like didn't help at all like i don't know and so i had to figure this whole thing out on my own like how which green screen paper to buy the stand and then i had to like youtube like how to set it up how to get the camera with the zebra setting and like all this stuff and i'm like panicking because i only like a few days to figure it out and then on top of that it's like yeah i have to do um after effects i have to learn wow. how to take out the green screen yeah it was it was i was panicking but honestly it worked out it, it actually worked i figured it out the client was happy and uh thank god like but that's that's just an example of like what I had to go through. Like I would go home, YouTube all night, like things, you know. And and my boss knew this, and she was like, "Well, you know, she's putting in the effort. Like this is, you know, without me, there would there would be no video department or photography there." But it it honestly was very diverse in what I had to do for each thing. Like it would be. I would be at a junkyard one day filming a commercial, you know, and then I'd be at a carnival. And then I'd be at, like, a restaurant. So, I mean, it was just never-ending. And it, it, I loved it, in a sense, because, like, I never got bored. Like, the design, you know, you're sitting in an office all day, like, you're just, like, eh, like, behind a computer. Like, I loved getting out and filming and just, like, it was basically my dream job, but the only part was it was, like, it was just very too much for me because I like I said I was doing everything on my own and at just one point it just got way too much and I wasn't like getting paid what I was worth because I like I said it was my first job out of college so eventually I moved on I got a regular job just doing graphic design for like a promotional products company um and that was okay it you know I, I did miss the uh the video aspect of it and the photo aspect but um luckily um an old co-worker reached out to me and he asked me to do a real estate shoot and um it was kind of like perfect timing because um like i had the equipment and i had the experience at that point so kind of no i didn't i never did a house shoot with them but i at least I knew kind of like what I was doing in a sense. Right, um, you had more of a foundation. Right, like I wasn't just going in blind. Because I think he maybe he saw I was doing photo and then reached out. Um, so I did a house for him and that went well. Um, but I didn't hear back. Like, it was just like a one-time thing, right? And I didn't really mm -hmm. think anything of it in the moment. I, I didn't think like I would be doing this. But um you know, time went on and then he reached back out, I think a couple months later to do another one. And, um, same thing, you know, it wasn't really anything serious. And then he recommended me to this other guy. He was like a house flipper. Um, and then that led him to recommending me to this other realtor. And that's the guy that is like most of my business um to this day so i think it's you know if you get one good client you'll you'll be okay 
you know, if you really connect with somebody, because the other two were kind of, they just kind of do it, like, on the side, like, they're not pumping out houses, mm-hmm. um, and, and my, my favorite thing about this one realtor is, um, I do everything for him, like, I did his website, his logo, I just made him door hangers, so he's definitely, he, he knows my skills, and he utilizes me for everything, and uh, every time I shoot a house, I update his website, I put the house on there. So I kind of like that part, like, you know, that I'm totally involved in all aspects, which is, you know, kind of like that triple threat you said. <laughs> yeah, and I it's yeah. interesting hearing you tell your story. It sounds like that's always been your, the thing that's, that's stood out about you to potential clients you know and the gig that you have now i am hearing that that's like your dream kind of spot to be in getting to be utilized in all of those areas but what i'm also hearing is you were utilized in all of those areas in your at the media company in your first gig but maybe it came you know too soon had you Mm -hmm. because you didn't have like the foundation but now that you have the foundation you're able to thrive in this space And I'm a big believer that, you know, everything happens for a reason and timing is really important. And even though you might have had kind of a lot of pressure and and stress and a negative experience at that media company, had you not had that, maybe you wouldn't have had to learn the skills as quickly because that pressure, you know, it put a, you know, for lack of a better term, like flame under your ass about Mm -hmm. having to learn. all of these things because there were real paying clients behind it and um it's just interesting to me that the boss of the media company knows that you're coming right out of uh college at that point knows that you're you don't have a whole lot of experience but yet trust you and you alone to run all of the the video photo you know and work in the graphic design team as well Mm -hmm. um I just don't know if that's, I mean, I'm, I'm glad that you had that experience because like I said, you got so many skills from it, but I don't know if, if I'm a business owner, if that's like a good business decision for me, Probably you know not. what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it was too much, but I, I liked it. It was just too much at once. Yeah, I, I could imagine, but um, yeah, I think the pressure can, can be a great motivator for us it's just finding the a good amount of pressure because there's always some level of pressure when you're working with clients because there's a brand on the line there's money on the line um but then there's other pressure and like and that's okay to put pressure kind of on a project but it sounds like the pressure at the media company was more of putting pressure on your ability and your capabilities you know what i mean like putting right, the pressure like- on needing to know the skills to be able to do the job now you know you have the skills to do the job it's just the the pressure of the the size of the project or the deliverable that you have to to add so they're they're a bit different um but i i am curious to know how does each like we're, we're going with this triple threat analogy here mm-hmm. how does each part of the this triplet here inform the other because i'd imagine that being a graphic designer or being a photographer in some ways makes you a better videographer. Would you find that to be the case? Um, I think so. I mean, it kind of relates in a sense because I, I did have like my one friend create a video for me and I'm like, what font are you using? (laughs) Like on this video, like, no, get this off here. So, I mean, it definitely does play a key role. Um, especially if I'm adding like a photographic or any type of graphic, I always keep that in mind. So. You have an eye for it too. Cause mm-hmm. there, there are some things, cause I, I've seen videographers that do a, an amazing job with the video and the actual filming, but put it into Premiere and they're slapping on these cheesy templates with terrible fonts. Mm-hmm. And it's like, how can you can you know that this is a great video, but then you ruin it with all these effects? Kind of like you were saying with the first video you made, you're adding all these yeah. transitions, adding all these effects. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, but you think at the time, you know, this is how it's it's uh, it's going to enhance it. But then I guess you learn how to enhance your film in other ways. And I, um, yeah, graphic design, just a quick aside, it's not something that I appreciated and graphic designers, not mm-hmm. not people I appreciated until I tried to do things myself and I got the opinion of other 
as of others and graphic designers because I um, am a big utilizer of Canva. And I don't know if you have feelings towards us because you're a graphic designer. But, um, you know, when I first started my YouTube channel, I was putting everything in Canva. I thought it would be so cute to use these, uh, you know, the bitmojis from Snapchat. I thought it'd be so cute if that was my icon, if that was my logo. So I had, I wish I had a picture to show you, Melissa. I'll send it to you after the episode. The cheesiest, it was, my colors were purple, bright purple and bright turquoise, like a teal with this bitmoji character with i had three fonts in my <laughs> in my design uh oh my it was just it was a mess and i didn't know something like that looked terrible because like i said it's really hard to have an objective opinion when you're creating it and you think it looks fine but when you get a professional opinion or when you have an outsider look at that like did you really put those three fonts together in these these three different colors and think it was fine <laughs> then you don't know so yeah. i uh yeah i'm starting to you know what? The She's in Focus logo, I think, could use some could use some help. So I'm definitely going to be be calling on your services soon to know. help me with that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I got you. Awesome. So I'm curious to know what your creative process is like, because with all of these talents that you have with the triple threat thing going on, I'm imagining that your brain is just flooded with creativity all the time because you're not only thinking about, you know, the the images like moving images you're also thinking about still images and then you're also thinking about designs and fonts and text um so what's that creative process like for you when you're working on a project um well it depends on what the project is um really if it's more graphic design based um obviously i'll have to think about it a lot like today for my main job like i create um like display ads and um, that requires definitely a lot of thinking and like piecing it together. I think that's always the thing with me. I'm like, you know that saying like, it's always impossible until it's done. Mm-hmm. Like that's literally me every day. <laughs> Cause I'm like, I'm like how, <laughs> how am I gonna make this look good? You know? And then at the end of the day, I'm like, damn, this looks good. So right. I think it just takes a lot of uh thinking like you have people just throw a whole bunch of like information at you you know to decipher it and be like okay i'm gonna include this like this makes sense like this image is good i'm gonna you know brighten this one up and you kind of just like think in your head like how to make a story that makes sense Mm. and also make it look good and not overcrowd a design um i think for video, it's a bit different um, as far as thinking about it. It's more like hands-on. I think for the the real estate for me, I've done it, a, you know, a few videos now, and I kind of have like a a creative like process down of like how I want the video to go. And I mm-hmm. even had to like tell people like this is how I want it shot, this style, this way. Like it'll start off with like behind a bush or something and then you're like coming out and then you have to mm-hmm. do like the door thing and then you have to if they have like a chandelier or something like you gotta like go up like it's just i don't know like i came up with my own look style how, yeah how i want the videos done um but i think it just takes time and your own thoughts you know like your own style and then you could just brand yourself from there. I think it's it's being consistent too plays a big part. Like, don't make one video this way and then like the other one's completely different. <laughs> right. So, would you? That's interesting to hear you say that. Would you say that there's because you were talking about storytelling before? I never realized that there might be a storytelling aspect to graphic design. Would you say that there is? Um, yeah, I think definitely, like, it has to make sense, like I said, um, you know, you have to definitely think more, like, this is all this information, like, this is the most important thing, like, this is the Mm. call to action, well, I don't think that tagline works, I think it should be short, like, it's, I've, I've learned recently, too, like, it's not really what is written on paper from the client like yes they'll give you like this is what i want on my business card but then i'm thinking like you know you maybe you don't need all this on there like it would look better like this and you know if i do certain things now and take certain things out and like visually think what i looks 
you know, think what looks best on it. Mm-hmm. They don't they don't say anything. They're like, oh, this looks great. Like, you know, they don't even mention it. So I think it's more of like not just going by the book and more of like thinking visually like this is what makes sense, you know. Right. So there's also not just the creative part of it. It's it's the logical side of it as well. Right. When, I'm sure when you're creating, you have to think of it not only as, as the designer, but as the consumer of what you're creating too. Exactly. Like you can't give me, and so many people do this, like a whole document full of stuff they want in this design. I'm like, no. <laughs> right, <laughs> like right. You're, gonna, you're, you're ruining it. Like you're just ruining it. So you have to cut it down all the time. Just say like half, half of what they want because... People don't like white space. Yeah. They don't. <laughs> they just want to crowd everything all in this, like, whatever it is. And I'm like, no, minimal. <laughs> right. I so. feel like half the job of a graphic designer is an educator, just educating your client on, because it's always, you know, they come in with what they think they want, but then mm-hmm. you have to interpret that and, you know, deliver what they actually want. Um, right. Which is an ad that's effective or something. And they might think like, oh, I need all of this in here. Um, but they, but if they saw that, if, if you put to action what exactly what they wanted and they saw that product, they would hate it, but yeah, they exactly. need you to tell them that. Yeah. Right. I know it would be, if I did exactly what they said all the time, it would just be trash. Right. So. <laughs> yeah. Your portfolio wouldn't be very good if that were no. the case. <laughs> so what make, what do you love about graphic design? Um, I just think like taking an idea from somebody and creating it and then, you know, looking at it and saying this is, this is great and then giving it to them to see and then seeing their response like that just makes me so happy like when a client loves what I did and I help their brand grow and just visually look appealing. It, it, it just brings me so much joy because, you know, I, I see stuff all the time when I'm out at a restaurant, like I'll be looking at a menu and I'm like, who designed this? Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm so like judgmental about everything I see, you know, right, it's just right. how you, how you think when you're a designer, like you're constantly like just judging everything like websites, but it's just never ending possibilities because obviously every day, like new businesses are coming about and you know there's so much opportunity in it i think especially now so especially with not only are there new businesses being formed but a business a rebrand for a business can do wonders for a company um you know rebranding your whether that's your logo or your your colors like people underestimate the value of a great logo or a great um, you know, color palette. I mean, you think of all the um, the the famous brands like the the Nike swoosh can be identified in every country, every continent, you know, everywhere in the world because of that amazing branding and just the design. So it's mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's a lot more than just the actual like art too. It's it's the message behind it. It's brand recognition, and I think you help build that for for businesses. Do you find photo and video to be um, just as fulfilling in that way as graphic design? Yeah, um, I definitely love like editing photos. Um, I forgot to mention this in the beginning. When I started doing like the car videos, I was also doing photography of a bunch of cars and um, I just like went to town on that. <laughs> like I would I would just go crazy. Like I would make the car like look lower than it was. <laughs> like oh, just doing crazy stuff. Yeah, like I yeah. changed the colors and stuff. I'd Photoshop out the sky. Um, so I think I was just doing that out of like just for fun. But mm-hmm. but honestly, that helped me to this day build skills. Swapping out skies, I use that now for the real estate. So of course, you know if you're just doing stuff because you find it fun, like it could help you one day. And that's what it did for me. Um, but yeah, I I do the the editing part like. It's definitely fun to me because, like, I'll go out on these shoots for the realtors and, like, it's it's always just an adventure every single time. Like, they're never, the house is never really ready, if you know Of course. I mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, so, you know, there's just a lot going on every single time and he'll, he'll literally tell me, he'll be like, can you Photoshop that out? 
could you add like a, a fire that in the fireplace? <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I'm just like taking mental notes in my head, like okay, all right. So I mean, to me, to others, it might be like a tedious thing, but to me, I I love doing it. Like, I'll have to Photoshop. I'm depending on the shoot a lot of different stuff. Like there'll be a router on the floor. The grass I do every single time. So I like to keep a consistent look for the photos of the exterior. Mm-hmm. So I definitely spend a lot of time editing those. Like I'll make sure the sky swaps perfect. I always put grass on every single photo, like fake grass. Um, wow. Yeah, and it's just there'll be like things that you wouldn't even think of that I'm photoshopping, like the the driveway I have to make darker. Like, he, he's just, like, he, like, abuses me to a sense because he, he knows I'm so good. He's like, does that garage look a little dirty to you? I'm like, yeah, okay. Like, <laughs> I, just, I just have to do, like, everything. But he knows, like, I'm so good at it that I could just easily Photoshop it out. And, and I show people, like, my friends are like, how the heck do you do that? Like, yeah. it's, and I, I thought to myself one day, like, I wanted to make, like, tutorial videos on how to edit out, like, just common stuff like wires, how to add grass, how to make the driveway darker. And I did make one, believe it or not, <laughs> this was like the worst thing ever. It was snowing, right? And he goes, can you like Photoshop out all the snow? <laughs> no way. So, yeah, I remember it was like Super Bowl Sunday the next day, right? So it was, I took it the day before and it was Super Bowl Sunday and I had to edit all the snow off this house and you know, it's on the roof, it's on everything. I had to take a drone shot, so it's, like, even worse. It's, like, in the backyard, on the pool. And I, like, wanted to cry. I remember, I'm like, there's oh no way. Yeah. Like, there's no no way I could do this. So I spent, like, I only think I edited maybe one or two. And um, I actually figured it out, and I posted it, the edit, on TikTok. And it went like viral. Everyone's like, "How the heck did you do this?" Blah blah blah. I'm just like, I don't even know. I could do it again, but it was, you know, just the same thing. Like I said, like it, it always seems impossible until it's done, type thing. Yeah. And um, that's kind of. I wouldn't recommend doing that though. Like I, I've seen other ones on on Zillow where they attempted to take away the snow, and I'm like, all right. I guess he's not the only crazy realtor asking for this stuff, (laughs) you know, because they're just insane. Uh, So, well, I mean, you must love it enough because you, you launched your business, your videography business, um, around real estate. So let's, Mm -hmm. uh, let's talk about that journey a little bit. At what point did you launch your business and what drove you to do that, to make that decision? So, um, I started doing the real estate, I think it was like late 2018, um, and 2019, I just did a whole bunch of like, uh, house shoots. I was just doing like the photos. Um, and it wasn't until like late 2019 where he asked me to do a video and I was like, I'm not going to charge you because I don't really know what I'm doing. Like, you know, this isn't going to be something spectacular. Yeah. And the first one I did, it just came out not good because the house was like super small. It was dark out when we did mm. it. And I didn't really have like enough time to do it. It was like a trial one. So okay. that one was just like, eh, you know, right off. And then I did another one for him. Um, But then I like noticed, because I, I, I didn't really have much equipment at the time. I just had like the basis, my camera wedding lens and like stand lights that's really mm-hmm. all i had and um i had a video tripod though because i had a video tripod from that media job and i i fell in love with this tripod I'm like i need to just buy this same tripod <laughs> even yeah. though it was like super heavy and i'm like i can't <laughs> i can't lift it <laughs> lugging but, it um, around right <laughs> but um i was actually able to like pan and like take video that way um so i did that for that video and then i think time went by and um that's when covid hit so he asked me to do a third video for this other house and um you know this was like right when covid hit like nobody was like around i was by myself in this house and i was like thank god i have a house shoot because i was like so bored 
in my, sitting in my house and I just needed to get out and I had yeah. this whole house to myself and it was like beautiful and I'm just like dancing in there with like music <laughs> <laughs> but um I I did the video for that one and um I think at that point I realized like this is kind of looking a little security camera footage type like you know the panning it was just like I don't know right. I know at that point I noticed I was like I should probably just step it up at this point if people are going to keep asking and like obviously COVID happened. So like, you know, videos are going to be even more needed. Yeah. So I, I had another video. This was through not him, somebody else, like a, a, a friend of mine, his, his uh parents were selling their house. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to buy a gimbal for this one. And you, mm-hmm. you can see it right there. sitting. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, um, I, I think I ordered it like pretty, I don't know, like a week. And then I had like a couple of days to learn it before the shoot. And I was like panicking. I was like, oh my God, like, I, I don't know. Like I thought I was going to be able to just learn it in like a day. Right. <laughs> but that was like not the case at all. Um, it took me a couple of times to like get used to it and like practice with it. Um, but I, I got it down. And um, for that shoot, I kind of was like, I told him, I was like, listen, I'm not 100% on this. I'm still going to do a little bit of the tripod and uh, I'm going to use that too. So, uh, did that and it, it, you know, it was, it came out better. You know, I definitely, it definitely got attention. He told me the house sold like the next day or something. I was like, Oh great. This is, this is awesome. Yeah. So, uh, from there, um, I think that, that I had that video posted. I was, I was actually like feeling good now about what I was producing. Mm -hmm. Um, and then he recommended me to this other like family friend of his that was also selling their house. And um, that one was like a beautiful, like I wish I could have bought this house myself. It was so unique. It was like an octagon, like something I never saw before. Just like crazy. It was like on the water. So I knew in my head, I was like, I need to just make sure this video is like perfect for them because yeah. this would be like an amazing portfolio piece of course so i and and at the time it was a one-man show it was just me doing everything so i did all the photos um all the video that's a but lot of work I still well yeah i i they actually were nice enough to let me do it in two days so i came back like a week later okay. um but I noticed, like, when I was shooting the outside, I didn't have, like, my settings perfect. So I was like, oh, crap. Like, obviously, I need to make sure that I have everything set. Because it was, like, in extreme condition, like, for the video that day. Because it was so bright. And I didn't have, like, an ND filter. Mm. So I had a... And you had to, like, set the shutter speed exactly how it's supposed to be. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, so uh, I kind of learned... I learned a lesson there. Um but uh, I went back the next time and I was able to get more video. Um, and once I did that video and, and got that posted, like that one just was my favorite piece ever. Like I literally put in, mind you, each one of these videos I've done, it, it basically was an all-nighter. Like wow. I would spend, I would spend so much time editing these because like I, I kind of like just didn't know. I just overshot. I took so many clips and I had to go through them and I, I would pick out the best ones and like it just took me a long time to edit versus other people and it still does yeah. to this day. Like I, I don't I guess that's like my weak point is just like putting a, a video together, like so, you know, each time was an all nighter, which sucked, but um you know, it was worth it in the end. Cause I, I, I wanted to put out something that I was completely proud of that was perfect like perfect in my eyes and so that one got the attention of another realtor um that that one basically just like blew up like it 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 was such a such a nice video and um from there I, I started getting like more and more clients like my Instagram was growing so I think at that point was where I was kind of like, I should just really start making this a thing. Like, I I made the Instagram, I started posting on there. Um, And then 
like right after that sh that shoot i got contacted for like two other so so i'm working full time i'm doing graphic design on the side i'm doing all this and i'm getting slammed this is like now summer of covid and mm -hmm. i'm just like full blown panic mode like so stressed out i, I didn't know what to do with myself cuz i'm like i'm not going to say no to all these opportunities right and and I'm just like panicking. I'm like, I, I'm a one man show. I'm getting these million dollar houses at this point, and I'm trying to do everything. And I just was like, I need to figure something out, you know, quickly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, I, I shot, um, like a, it was almost two million dollars this house. And she, this lady, <laughs> found me on Instagram. I know it. It, it was a glorious moment. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Uh, <laughs> She she found me on Instagram and I was like, all right, um, I'll do this house your house for you. Not expecting it to be like a two million dollar house. <laughs> right. So um, I was there literally all day doing. I was exhausted doing I'd the imagine. photo, the video, <laughs> the drone, like everything. And um, I think at that point, like I was like, I just really need help. I yeah. can't do it all. Like I either, I either need to quit my job or like figure something out. So I I knew a lot of photographers from like the car the cars industry because there's like a lot of car photographers out there. Mm -hmm. So I reached out to somebody I saw and I was like, Oh, um, I see you do videos and he did a couple like real estate and um I was like, Would you be interested in helping me out? And um he said yeah and I was like, Great, this is amazing, like you know, he, he came to me on, on my shoot, did the drone, like, helped me out. And I was like, this is amazing. What can happen if you just simply notice, you know, your your connections, you know, your, your followers, and, and just send a message, just see what they say. Because if I didn't find him, I would be, like, still scrambling. Um, yeah. And that, that, that definitely was a big help, knowing now that I have somebody that can help me. And I also have somebody else now where if I can't make it to a shoot, you know, I could reach out to him and he'll definitely um, help out. So, you know, both of those people were just my followers. Like, I didn't, I didn't know them. I just reached out and I was like, hey, this is what I do. You know, are you interested? And they said, yeah. So, I mean, it's it's as simple as that. Like, you don't know until you ask. Right, right. And now you have yourself a team. Yeah, exactly. So I'm not, I'm not as stressed now. And I have a process down of, like, how I edit. And I if I am doing a video, normally I'll just send it to him to do. Because I know he's, like, he's quick. Like, he does weddings for a living. Mm -hmm. So uh, there still might be a case where I'll have to do a shoot but um it's good to, to have a team at this point right but you're still managing your full-time job with yeah. your your um, videography business for real estate are you still also doing freelance graphic design as well yes yes that um picked up a lot this year somehow i i don't even know how like i have a lot of automotive like followers and friends and like this one uh, guy, like I did his logo, business cards, like a flyer, and he just like constantly gives me referrals. So that kind of led to like more and more. Um, and then I get like random calls now from people and I'm like, how did you find me? And, <laughs> and Power like, of the oh. internet. Yeah. <laughs> so I, was, I was like so confused because I had my website up for like since I graduated and I never got calls. So mm. uh I'm asking them, they're like, yeah, I found you on Google, and I was like, oh, okay, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's, you know, that obviously works, you know, it's, it's, I didn't think that after all these years, but, you know, if you set up Google My Business, and you start getting reviews on there, you will come up eventually. I think that's the key point, is set up Google My Business, so that when they search, you'll come up, and, uh, they learned that 
<laughs> yeah, I'm going to keep that in mind for, yeah. for my business, too. I haven't even I'm still in the very early stages. I'm still kind of operating under the radar. Right, I mean, right, I'm right. official, but I'm still kind of just like lurking in the shadows, trying to take a client on here and there because um, I'm also still uh, working full time. Um, I don't have any dreams of being a full time filmmaker because I really like the security of having right. my full time job while also getting to pick and choose what projects I work on for my business. Um, but I understand that it is your dream to become a full time filmmaker. Is that right? Yeah, I mean, I'm just like a very indecisive person, as you could probably tell. Like, I'm, I'm literally, <laughs> I, I, I just can't like pick one thing. It's a problem. Like, I always have like a paper next to me with all these like business ideas. I'm like, I'm mm-hmm. gonna make an ebook. I'm gonna do <laughs> websites. Like, it's always just like, I don't know. I don't know what my problem is, but that's literally always what I've done since I graduated. Was just like have all these skills and just each one you know is its own thing to me but i i like all of them equally like i don't know i don't know if i would ever do it full time like it would be cool um mm-hmm. but i know that i always have the other stuff to fall back on if something never didn't work out you know what i mean yeah yeah it's always nice to have so many talents too because like you said you can have kind of a safety net of if you know photography slowing down videography will pick up or if those two are slowing down graphic design will pick up yeah so absolutely um what prompted you to get started in the real estate niche did like i I know you, you someone contacted you from that but it seemed like that stuck and you're now kind of um surrounding your business around this idea of of working in the real estate industry um i didn't realize that this was a profitable industry for creatives how has have have, do you plan on staying in this niche and what's your experience in this in this wow in this particular niche been like (laughs) for you um it's you know it's definitely um challenging having a full-time job because just the way the industry is they'll want to shoot yesterday type thing it's it's always it's always you gotta you gotta drop whatever you're doing whatever plans you had no no more like you're going mm-hmm. to the shoot now and they want the pictures yesterday so like I kind of over the years like you know realized that and and now I get the pictures back like next day because wow. I know that's that, a quick turnaround. Well, I, that's it's literally so much competition here in New York too. You know everybody's a real estate photographer here, <laughs> <laughs> so it, you kind of just gotta like keep up with the competition. So I I make sure that I get all my stuff next day, or if it's like a complicated Photoshop thing, I might take like two days. But you know, it's you gotta be quick about it. Um, but. I don't know exactly if I want to stay in this niche. Like, I've, I've realized now that you can make a lot more money doing other stuff. Like, I just did an event. Um, it was, like, a, a charity event, and it was totally, like, outside of what I would do. And um, it was actually through my friend that I work with that I hired. Um, he, he It was his client, and, um, you know, he was doing a wedding, and he reached out, and he's like, can you do this for me? And I was like, hmm. I don't really shoot people like I shoot right. houses things that are not moving <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um you know I I did one for him like back uh last year and uh I, you know he could tell that I was like nervous shooting people because you have to like go up and be like hi do you want a photo and I'm just like yeah. not the t- type of person like I get shy I'm like oh don't judge me <laughs> <laughs> right, right you know so um, this time, however, I knew he wasn't going to be there and it would just be me. And I was like, I need to just get out of my comfort zone because you never grow in your comfort zone. So I like told myself, sure. I'm just like, I'm just like, be somebody you're not like, just be confident go in there and like do, do the damn thing. So I, <laughs> I did like, I, I was like a social butterfly. I got so many like business cards from there. I was like, oh my God, like, I just, I don't know. Like, I don't know what happened, but I. I was like proud of myself for like taking it on and like going through with it, even though it's not, not normally something I do, but now I, I know I can do that. And it just shows once again that, you know, even if it's something you don't know, you can learn and you can research. And that's that's basically how you learn is by doing. And um, I, I'm happy to like start expanding even more 
not just staying in the real estate, even though I do like that the best, to be honest. Like, I, I love shooting the houses, and um, it just kind of, I don't know, it just kind of stuck, I guess, because I kept getting referrals in that area. Mm-hmm. Um, I do kind of get, like, one-off projects here and there. Like, I did, like, a medical thing. But uh, for some reason, the real estate just kind of stuck, and I do like that the best, but at least now I know, you know, I could do people, and plus I had that from my, the first job out of, out of college, like I right. shot so many different commercials, like restaurants, food, so if somebody came at me today and asked me, like, oh, can you do this, I'd be like, yeah, because I already knew how to do it back then. Yeah, definitely. I think that a common thread in your story is just learning by doing fake it till you make it and being just fearless, like just jumping into the opportunities. And it's, it's yielded amazing results for you. You have an extensive portfolio. You have so many skills and capabilities in, in all of these areas that, you know, your business could keep scaling and scaling and scaling because of the talents that you have. And you have the ability to, um, you've kind of unlocked the power of, tapping into your network and not being afraid to reach out to people and have them join your team. So I think that you're, you're going to be unstoppable as far as, as far as that's concerned. Um, what would you say, you know, your advice is for somebody who's just starting out, who wants to get started in video is, is listening to this podcast and thinking about it, maybe thinking about the real estate niche, but most importantly has, doesn't have any background in video and wants to get started. Um, I would say definitely don't procrastinate and just go out and do it. Like, just don't overthink it, you know, put in the time, like watch tutorials. Like if you have a full-time filmmaker, definitely watch, you know, their videos. But for me, like learning is doing. So, you know, I would say if you're interested in making a video, reach out to a local business and say, hey, you know, I'm just starting out, you know, can I create a video for you? Um, and even if that's not a possibility, you could always just shoot, practice on your own house or, yeah, I don't know, just start reaching out to people and uh, see where that goes. But I think it's, you know, don't, don't overthink it because it will work out if you do good work. Like as mm-hmm. time proceeds, if you're, if you put in the effort and you put in the work behind the scenes, like I said, like I would go home go on YouTube, research for hours. <laughs> and that's yeah. kind of like, that's kind of what helped me because I, I never wanted to go into something like not knowing what I was doing. Like I'd have the settings written down in my notes so I could refer, I would ask people, you know? And I think that's the biggest thing is like, just getting out there and doing it and, and practicing. You know, you could take a product from your house, like a, a supplement and, sh- and create a commercial that way. It doesn't have to be going out and doing it. You could do it in your own bedroom. So yeah. it's, it's, it's definitely like endless possibilities in this uh, time. So I think you just have to have the confidence and like willpower to just actually do it. Just try. Yeah. <laughs> just jump, just jump in. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, and everybody starts somewhere, you know, you're now, working three businesses or jobs and you started with you know a video where you added star wipes and you know all these transitions and stuff so everybody starts somewhere it's a matter of of just sticking with it because i it sounds like you know the like you were saying consistency is really important Mm because you know everybody can make you know one good video but can you make 10 or 12 good videos in a row just thinking about that especially if you want to have a business consistency is really important for obtaining clients just for building your own personal brand within your business as well right yeah and that's that's i have to have my pictures a certain way like if somebody's doing something for me like i said i'll i'll tell them like shoot it this way because i want to keep that image that i worked so hard for consistent on my platforms because it you know if you just kind of let it go astray that's that's not going to help you so I think that's important to like know know what you want and and express that and make sure you keep doing it and it will pay off. Absolutely. So do you have any exciting projects coming up that you want to plug on the episode today? Um, stay tuned. I'm I'm definitely gonna do more probably of the event 
stuff, maybe some street style video. So I, that's definitely exciting for me because, you know, it's totally a different avenue, but I am all for it. Um, and we'll see what happens. I mean, I, I definitely do like creating nature videos on the side too, because there's a lot of parks here. Um, mm. and it's just, it's just like, you know, it's just a hobby of mine and a passion. And I do like just to, to take my drone out and just like, make little cute videos i don't know it just adds to the to my portfolio too just to you know you don't want to go a long time without shooting too because you want to be like uh <laughs> get a yeah. little rusty you know of course of course of course and it's also nice to have you know videos that you make for yourself outside of videos that for clients you know just right. those those fun videos to add to your portfolio and just to have um as your own thing so we'll we'll definitely stay tuned for that, where can the viewers and listeners of this podcast find you? Um, I am on Instagram. It's li underscore proper properties. And on Facebook, um, it's just li proper properties. And then I have my um, design website where I have all my videos on there. It's melissaericksondesigns.com. So you can check out all my stuff there. And uh, yeah. Awesome. So I have one question about because this is a, a podcast for, you know, female filmmakers and videographers. What is it like, you know, working in the real estate niche or working just, I guess, in Long Island too, as a, as a photographer, graphic artist and videographer, because, you know, the filmmaking industry is male dominated as it is. But from what I've heard, real estate especially is mostly male dominated. How's, what's been your experience been like kind of navigating that space as a woman in the industry? Yeah, um, it's all men, <laughs> and then <Right>. there's me. <laughs> so I, I'm I'm used to uh, working with guys. It's just it is what it is. But uh, I would love to see more women come into this field because it's anybody could do it if they put their mind to it. You know what I'm saying? Like it's you just have to. It it doesn't matter that it's like male dominated, because it, you know it, it it doesn't make them any better. It just, I don't know why that there's not a lot of females doing it. It is, like, weird to think about, like, why isn't there more females yeah. in real estate? Because, I don't know. I mean, I would like to see it, but I just don't know where they are. It, it would well, be, hopefully, I don't know anybody else. Yeah, I was going to say, hopefully, maybe this, this podcast can help you find more. If you're listening, you know, go follow Melissa's Instagram and, and her pages so you guys can connect. Uh, because I, yeah, I just, I, I'm wondering where all of those, those real estate female videographers are as well. Yeah, it would be nice to, to see more pop up. Absolutely. Because then maybe you can, if they're in Long Island, you can hire them and you'll have a girl gang and you guys will go on the I road. Would, and <laughs> I would love that. I literally would love that. Awesome. So my final question for you, Melissa, is how can the viewers and listeners of this podcast support you as a filmmaker? Um, you could just follow me, you know, comment, like, I'll definitely follow back. Um, I definitely like having a community like on my platform i i got most of my followers from full-time filmmaker which is awesome because you know i i do follow a couple girls on there and it's cool to see you know it's not just males like I mean, there are some out there and it's great to see what they're doing it's amazing work it's inspiring and that's yeah. what i want to surround myself with at the end of the day just like constantly going there and be like wow like this is amazing so Awesome. It makes all the difference as a creator kind of constantly being in that cycle of, of being inspired and then also inspiring others. I think it, as a creator, I know it really fuels me um, to continue with this craft because this industry can be, can be tough. It's long hours. It's, it's yeah, a lot of, uh, yes. you know, cr there's a lot of criticism in the industry about, you know, your personal work, you're putting a part of yourself in every project that you work on. So it's, it's a demanding industry, but it's, I think it's so rewarding. And if we had, you know, more of a network of, of women specifically, I think that, you know, we could really help evolve the industry for the better. Yeah. And support each other. I think that's like number one. 
Awesome. Well, Melissa, thank you so much for coming on the episode today. Our conversation was great. Uh, I had a great time learning about a new niche. And honestly, I, you're someone I admire. The whole triple threat thing really, um, you know, sets you apart from other guests that we've had on the show and other, you know, women and, and other individuals in the industry that I've met. So thank you for sharing your story today. Thank you so much for the honor. Amazing. So as usual, thanks so much for listening and I'll see y'all in the next episode. Bye.